So we're getting set for the Big 12 championship game this Saturday. TCU and Kansas State. And um, we're going to be getting both sides of this game. And now we welcome on and say hello to Andrew Zimmel. You know him if you've been listening to our new TCU-focused podcast. Hypnotoad is the name of the podcast, appropriately named, I believe. But it is all TCU. It's a weekly show. It's part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And Andrew Zimmel is now joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. I'm Pete Mundo. And be sure to go, of course, check out his show. Just type in Hypnotoad wherever you get your podcasts. Andrew, it's been a heck of a season for TCU. Let's just start off with that. I mean, Gary Patterson was in a malaise of mediocrity the last three years. Sonny Dykes <laughs> has this team poised for a college football playoff appearance. What what has happened because nobody saw this coming? I think if you told me before the season that the guy across the street at SMU would come in and get TCU potentially to the national championship, I would have called you crazy. But <laughs> when they hired... When they hired Sonny Dykes, I kind of was on the fence about it because I thought to myself, okay, this is a guy who is an offensive whiz at SMU, but the Big 12 is different. The Big 12 is, is offense. Can that kind of stand up? Can that kind of like show out in the Big 12? And he's proven to be the guy to take him over the hump, man. And, you know, I love Gary Patterson. Not a lot of active coaches have a, a statue outside the stadium. You know, you probably count him on one hand. And what he's done for TCU to make it a national brand is incredible. But I think you're right when you say that there was kind of like a level of malaise, you know what I mean? Like there's just a level of like, okay, with being what we are. And I, I think that Sonny Dykes really has kicked it into turbo gear, talking about, you know, getting TC over the hump. Is it one of those things, I mean, listen, we know Gary was a, and is a defensive uh, mastermind and Sonny comes in with the offensive background. And for the last several years, I feel like really since uh, – I guess you would say maybe that Kenny Hill offense was decent, but I would go back to Javon Boykin when you felt like TCU's yep. offense was worth something, right? So, I mean, all of a sudden we see all these players, Kendra Miller, Quinton Johnston, Max Duggan, guys who are actually maximizing their potential and utilizing their talent, which I don't want to knock Gary, but I feel like that is an indictment on his coaching staff. Well, yeah, I think you're right in that regard. And I think that when we talk about being a defensive coach, if you look back at some of those games that TCU played in the Big 12 when they moved over, you know, they were a really good Mountain West team when it came to defense. But defensively in the Big 12, they kind of were average. And I'm really impressed by TCU's defense this season, actually. What they were able to do to Texas earlier this year, a 17-10 win, hold the Longhorns off the board. Like, to me, those are the type of defensive performances that when the season's done and you're making, like, you know, the programs for next year, you talk about those type of wins. That was a defensive win, and I can't count a lot of those type of wins when Gary Patterson was at the helm. So, you know, Sonny Dykes, you're right. He has maximized the talent on the CCU uh, roster. But you got to think, too, that, you know, when he's at SMU, sure, SMU's getting some of the okay recruits in Texas, but if you want to compete, you got to maximize what you got. You know what I mean? You don't get a five-star uh, kitchen. You're kind of working on a three-star. And he was turning some of those three-stars into five-stars at SMU. And when you get those big names at TCU, which I imagine the recruiting is going to be so much easier now with Oklahoma and Texas leaving the SEC, you're, you're leave, leaving the Big 12 going to the SEC, you have a chance here for, if you're Sonny Dykes, to kind of own this conference for a while maybe. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. Uh, I hadn't thought about that, and I'm glad you brought that up. So you look at this year, this team, um, and the fact that they're sitting there at 12-0, and 0, what, what, what has been the most impressive or the most surprising part 
of this year and this team to you, Andrew? Oh, it's got to be Mad Max. It's got to be Max because the fact that Duggan has gone from a guy who, if you listed the top quarterbacks in the state of Texas, was going to be behind you were is going to be behind those type of that type of talent in the state. The fact that he is now going to go to New York and it's going to take Caleb Williams really, you know, waking up on the wrong side of the bed in that USC game for him to lose the Heisman at this point. He's the odds on favorite. But I mean, the fact that you have a TCU quarterback getting invited to New York for the Heisman trophy ceremony, which is most likely what's going to happen. He's already been nominated for the Davey O'Brien trophy. The fact that this guy before the season you couldn't have picked him out of a lineup. The average college football fan couldn't have. The fact that he is now going to be a national recognizable name, Peter, it's just insane the growth this kid's had. Yeah, I, I, you know, it really has been an incredible story. Heck, you know, you think about Chandler Morris starting the season and, you know, Max losing his job last year. Uh, it is yep. unbelievable. So it has been a heck of a lot of fun to watch this team. Now you look at this game. You look at Kansas State, uh, obviously, you know, this TCU team trailed K-State 28-10 just a few weeks ago. So how do they avoid that kind of hole? Because I wouldn't like their chances of digging out of another 18-point hole in this one. See, and this is the funny thing, Peter. If you want to be pessimistic, you say, okay, it was an 18-point hole. You could also say they scored 28 unanswered points on K-State, and they came back and won that game 38-28. I think that coming out in the first quarter, you establish yourself this is a neutral field type of game, but in fact, it's in Dallas. So I know the TCU fans are going to be all over the place when it comes to packing that uh, pack and Jerry world. So yeah, you got to come out strong and the defense has to do what the defense has been doing. I mean, you held Iowa state to 10 points last week. I'd mentioned that incredible game they had against Texas. The worst this defense has played this past month is against Baylor, but that's a rivalry game. So you throw all the records out. So it's going to have to be offense. It's going to have to be Duggan and it's going to have to be this defense not waiting till the second half to wake up. Yeah, uh, I, I I think that absolutely that's got to happen because neutral site, fast track, uh, it's obviously going to be a different beast. Now, you look at Kansas State and you say to yourself, okay, they're playing some of their best football of the season the last couple of weeks. A big reason for that is Will Howard. Uh, what do you think? It, it, there's two ways to look at it. One, TCU is going to be prepared for Will Howard this time around. They were not going into that game uh, you know, a few weeks back. The other angle is they get a full game of Will Howard, and Will Howard has been really, really good the last few weeks. So how are you feeling about the Will Howard angle, who's completely kind of revamped that offense? You know, honestly, Peter, that's something that's going to keep a lot of TCU fans up night these next couple days, worrying about what you can expect from him. Um, Look, the defense, I'm more leaning to the defense has had film on him now. There's now multiple games of him having big performances, so there should be no reason for him to have some surprise. There's no element of surprise here. You can't sneak up on something that you've been preparing for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right, I can buy that. Now, how about Deuce Vaughn? Slowing that guy down, I think he's one of the best backs in the Big 12 with Kendra Miller. Uh, what, what do you do on that front? See, and this is where TCU might get in a little bit of trouble because yeah. I don't think that you can. I don't think that you can stop him. And what that means is that you can't keep your defense out on the field too long. And the TCU offense has to be clicking on a high cylinders, man. Because if you give K State the chance to go up two scores on you and just run the ball, that that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I agree. What about when you look at the Big Twelve? The fact that Oklahoma and Texas are are not in the championship game. Everyone was telling us, you know, uh, OU and Texas going to leave, going to be a group of five conference. 
Well, neither team is playing in the Big 12 title this year. I think it's a it's it's great for the future of this league to have these two teams playing uh, in this championship game, all purple as well. What is that yep. storyline like? How should the Big 12 maximize it? Well, so here's the thing, man. When when TCU and West Virginia moved to the Big 12, I think it was about 10 years ago now, I said to myself then that this conference was changing for the better because it was spreading out geographically. Texas and Oklahoma, you can't replace those type of money makers. But you know what makes money? Good matchups. And the Big 12 is going to have a bunch of great matchups when you think about the teams that they're adding, talking about Cincinnati. Even with Luke Fickle leaping, I feel like Cincinnati is going to be a team that's going to be good. UCF is another one that's going to be a really good addition to the conference. And you're right, you know, an all-purple Big 12 championship game, I'm loving it. I love the color purple, so I'm all in, Peter. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. I, yeah, I know you're all in. So uh, from the folks you've talked to uh, in down in the Dallas area, the Fort Worth area, you know, this game, how juiced up is this team? They haven't played for a Big 12 title since they lost to OU in 2017 in the uh, first of the Big 12 championship games when it came back. So how fired up is yep. this TCU fan base? This this fan base is excited, man, because the like, fact is you're not only playing for a Big 12 championship game, you're playing to punch your ticket to the national championship or the, at least the final four, right? Mm-hmm. And I looked at it all this week, and I talked about it on my podcast. I was saying that when you look at the matchups, TCU's matchup right now against Michigan, I feel a lot better about Honestly, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go on a limb here. I feel better about potentially playing Michigan than I do about Kansas State this week. Just I think that the matchups are better. I think that TCU matches better up against the Wolverines versus uh, K-State. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I got to do a little more I, digging on Michigan, but I, I like the optimism yeah. around. Now, hold on. If K-State wins, if it's a close game, TCU, are they in or are they out? So I've been on the limb here saying that TCU, the the Power Five conferences deserve to get an automatic bid no matter what, right? And if that – I don't know, man. I'm concerned if they lose this game that they will be on the outside looking in because the voters love Ohio State and Alabama so much. Mm -hmm. That's That's my my fear. That's – no, it's it's a legitimate fear uh, in terms of, you know, what they would do. If they lose by a field goal, I mean, they still have a better strength of schedule. They have played for a conference title. I don't know how you leave. I see them dropping down to four, and if they play Georgia, I think that's a big problem for them. But I still believe, unless it's a blowout, they should be in. But I agree, and TCU fans know all too well what the committee will do to shaft them. Just go back to 2014. (laughs) You know, honestly, TCU has a long list of times they've been shafted because I went back to the national championship in 2010 when it should have been TCU playing for the national championship instead of Oregon. There's a oh, lot. There's yes. a lot of these. Yes. There's a lot of these ball games where TCU gets the short end of the stick. Yeah, I, that that's got to have a major chip on the TCU fan's shoulder, does it not? I I still have it. I think Andy Dalton should have been the Heisman too, but that's for another day. That, yeah, that <laughs> probably is. So, give me your take on uh, on Saturday. Uh, give me a prediction. What's going to happen? <sighs> give me thirty-one twenty-eight TCU. Thirty-one twenty-eight field goal game. TCU pulls it off. Yes, sir. That's who's, what I'm going with. Uh, who's the star of the game and why? It's going to be Max Duggan, and it's going to be his time to stamp his name on that Heisman Trophy. That's my bold prediction. Uh, oh, oh, okay. So if Max wins the Heisman, then you need Caleb Williams to put up a stinker on Friday. 
I do. So that's what we're rooting for. I got my voodoo doll set up. All right. Uh, very good. Very good stuff. Andrew Zimmel, he hosts the Hypnotoad podcast as part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. If you're a TCU fan, go subscribe, leave a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. Just search TCU, search Hypnotoad or Heartland College Sports, and you will find it there. Great to have him on board. Andrew, thank you for being here, man. Appreciate you. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Good stuff with Andrew Zimmel, Hypnotoad Podcast. Be sure to go check it out as part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. We are building up that podcast network. We have got a team-oriented podcast for KU. We've got the Jayhawker Talker, K-State, Everything Emaw. We've got the Bedlam Podcast covering OU and Oklahoma State. Uh, we have the Bevo Broadcast covering Texas. We have the Texas Tech edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And uh, we've got TCU with Hypnotoad. So we're building these out, um, and we're continuing to look to fill the rest of the rosters as well. So that's part of the plan here, part of the vision at heartlandcollegesports.com. And one thing you can do to help out is subscribe to our team-focused podcast, depending on who your team is in the Big 12. And also leave a rating and a review and subscribe to this show because that helps this show grow, which means the entire network can grow. And it's just you, it's me, it's us. It's uh, no big CBS 247 brand behind us. We've been able to do this with you and because of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want a free Heartland College sports koozie, you know what to do by now. Leave a rating and a review. And uh, send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.